We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everyone, bringing in Pat Mayo. You guys are probably listening to this show on his podcast, but you also could be listening to this on the TakeCast podcast feed as well. Uh, I am here with Pat. We're, we're doing the Corona Cast, I think is what we call it. We're on Thursday, Friday afternoons, we just we link up, we chat, we check on how each other are doing. We we see how things have progressing. Where is this is a question I've been asking some of my buddies. Just like where's your where's your panic meter or where's your your optimism meter? So one is completely optimistic, we're gonna get through this. Ten is full on, this is the end of Western civilization. Where one to ten, where are you? Oh, I, I'm a one on the panic meter. I think that we're going to get through this. Everything's going to be fine. It's just, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. This is true. Like this isn't uh, a... I mean, I'm not a one for sure. Like this isn't a, it's better in two weeks kind of thing. But, you know, four months from now, we'll come out of it. And they just have to make sure not to blow it by celebrating too early, it feels like. If, I mean, one, one of the topics that I had written down to talk to you about her it's it's like twofold one you see all these doctors out there tweeting stuff but then you get like confused about like who's a doctor and who's an md like i'd be believing mds on this sort of stuff but there's a lot of people like i have a like if it was basically if cust was out there tweeting cust is a yeah, doctor exactly of, of like political science like i don't really care about the political scientist medical advice but you put doctor in front of people's names and they're like oh they're a doctor they must know what's going on and that's a lot not the case. And I get really confused about like what I should be doing, what I don't do because I read so much stuff. And then at the end of the day, I can't parse. Was it good information or bad? Like, was it some random dude saying it? Like they say that if you lose your ability to smell and taste things, that could be a sign of coronavirus. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I can't remember who told me. <laughs> uh, that seems to be something that people who 
uh, like people who have given firsthand accounts of having had coronavirus, like that seems to be something that they report. Like, I don't know if that is if medical doctors expected like MDs, I don't know if they expected it to be uh, a symptom of the coronavirus, but it seems to be like, um, like Rufus, I believe said like when Rufus Peabody, who is actually a former guest of the Take cast had the coronavirus. And I believe that he reported that he also reported uh, a weird symptom where he had like extreme sensitivity to light, like extreme light sensitivity headaches, which I thought was, uh, I thought that was just like a really bizarre symptom. Uh, there, there is of course though, like loads of misinformation out there. There's always ways for people to profit on misinformation. And, and I gotta say this, uh, this gal, Dr. Dr. Burks out, out on her, out on her. She, she doesn't know anything. I thought maybe for a while she was a voice of stability, but yeah, just, uh, she, she doesn't know what's going on. Who is she? So when they do these daily, um, press conferences from the white house, uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, the the Italian last name I don't want to say it because I'll say it. I don't know if it's Doctor Fauci or or whatever. Uh, they banned him. He doesn't get to come out anymore because he was too doom and gloom. And then so Doctor Burks was a little bit less doom and gloom. I, I think her name is Susan, and she was getting to speak to the people uh, as the you know the official doctor of the White House or whatever. And then yesterday during her press conference, she was like. Oh, actually, you know, Donald Trump, he's got a he's got a great mind for for data and numbers and science coming from, you know, how successful he was in business. And it became clear that the only reason that this woman is allowed to come to these press conferences and, you know, on TV is because she's somehow found a way to make Trump feel important. Right. Like that's that was that's her only skill. And so I just we can't we can't trust her anymore. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't watch those, so I, I'm I'm out of the loop on what's going on with Trump Trump press conferences these days. I try and I try and watch a few minutes of them just to get a sense. And, and I mean, as we mentioned the last time we did this show, uh, they they seem to have a huge impact on the stock market. Like liter- like every time every time he talks, it, it the, the it seems to have an impact on the stock market, though. Um, less so this week, I will say uh, the the impacts on the stock market seem to be less so than than it was when we did the Chronicast last week. Yeah, it's funny. Like if someone's going to go back and listen to the you know the, if we continue to do this week by week, which you know I'm definitely game for because this is legitimately the only thing I talk about with people uh, all day. This is the only thing people Correct. want to yeah. talk about. Like I mean, how could you not at this point? Like if you've been in your house for like seven straight days, like is this getting any better anytime soon? And the the most terrifying thing about it. I think isn't necessarily the virus. I mean, that is terrifying if you get it and then you, you know, there might not be enough ventilators to go around. Who knows? Like there's, there's that whole side of it too. I think it's just the uncertainty of everything that really freaks people out. And now I might be getting this wrong because it seems like the internet has taken it one of two ways, but when Trump said, like, oh, like, Easter, pack everything in, like, we're going to be good to go then. Did he say that we could be good to go by then or we will be good to go by then? Because if he said could in that circumstance, well, it's it's giving false hope. At least it's giving hope to people. Like He, he said, I think, I said, I think he, he wants, I believe. So I don't, I, I know the exact code. And the word he said was raring, I think. Like, like I want us to be raring to go by Easter, which is just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, that's not going to be the case, but at least you're selling it to people like, you know, this isn't a certainty, although it seems like people have taken it that way. 
But if you just say, like, you know what? We're locked up for four months. Like, you're not going anywhere. People are going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, this is the worst thing of all time. At least in this circumstance, like, you can always pull the rug back in. It's like, oh, no, wait, wait. We're canceling Easter services. You shouldn't go out. You should stay in your homes. But do you see what I'm trying to say here? So, yeah, no, I, I, so I actually, I think I even agree with your point, which is that it's actually probably better for the American psyche to be continually told two more weeks, two more weeks, two more weeks, as opposed to you're not going anywhere for four months, right? Like that, that it's yes. just like, it seems like less psychologically damaging to just think that there is a future, not even that far from now where you can leave your house, basically. Exactly. Now the problem becomes, but this seems to, I mean, I, I'm not in America, so I can't really tell, but is it still like 50, 50 people? Like, are people just not abiding by this whatsoever? Because that doesn't, there are cases of that here, but it seems to be everyone's pretty much on lockdown now. So I don't know if I would say 50, 50 and, you know, I don't like my, like most of my friends live in Kansas city and, you know, I live in St. Louis, so I don't, I can't speak for, you know, what it's like in, in Boston or whatever. I know that I know some people who were, they were working from home two weeks ago and they were asked to come back to the office this week. I know that, um, in like the Midwestern United States right now, it's been, it was really nice outside. Like it was like 72 degrees, like no wind, like perfect days outside. And there were, you know, just loads of people outside doing stuff. There were in Chicago, there were pictures in the Chicago Tribune of like the parks being completely full. And like, I mean, I don't know, I've heard the argument that stuff outside, not as bad, it, it spreads through droplets, it's harder for the droplets to to transfer outside and, and whatever. But to me, I, I would say 50 50 is probably about right in terms of who's actually self isolating and who's not. Yeah, I, I've been hearing things too. Like I, I've been going out every day. Like I, you know, I take my son for a walk around the neighborhood. We stick, like I said, I was doing this last week. Stick to the side streets. It's not really busy. You might encounter a few people out, uh, but like I went for a ten mile run uh, <laughs> on the same sort of path where there's not a ton of people, but it's like you're going to encounter someone like every few minutes or so. And like, if you see them on the sidewalk, they're on the sidewalk because there are so few cars on the road, you can kind of like jut out into the road. You know, you, you look to see if the cars are coming or you see if like something in the bike lane is coming to separate yourself that way. But I, I've even heard like, that's far too much. Like the, the everything is, and I don't think that there's like a right answer to this. I mean, the right answer is probably lock yourself in your house and never come out is probably the best way to do it. But people just simply are not going to do that. So we have to figure out a way for a happy medium where people aren't going batshit insane all the time. But just knowing what actually to do is tough. Up here, they've now basically... Oh, I got an alert on my phone today. Like a, you, know, you know when like a child is abducted and they send you like the alert on your phone? Yeah. You guys have that down there? Um, so we do, but I have not gotten what you're about to, be, what you're about to say. So what do we have? I can actually pull it up and read to you because it came in English and Francais today. Uh, emergency alert. Vous présentez? No, no, I don't want to see the, I don't want to see the French one. Uh, emergency alert. Travelers returning to Ontario. You are at high risk of spreading COVID-19. You are required by law to self-isolate for 14 days. Do not visit stores, friends, or family. 
everyone should stay at home to stop the spread. Learn more at this official website. So that's just for people coming back into the province, which should have been basically, uh, that's even like if you come from Quebec into Ontario, not come from the states into Canada. Our borders are completely shut down. There are certain provinces that have basically self-isolated themselves. You can't go province to province anymore. Um, And you know, I, I saw someone get arrested where I'm from. Like they came back from wherever from spring break. They let them back in, and then like the person was caught outside at the store. And, like they got arrested and thrown in jail. So the, I, as far as I know, that is not yet happening in the. That's not yet happening in the U.S. But I, I think that in some of the bigger cities, um, people are starting to people are starting to get fined in um, like LA and stuff. It like, and I think the cops have the, I saw, I saw someone tweet that in, in LA cops have the right to pull you over and, and give you a ticket. If you, if you are not out for essential business. Huh. That's no, it was just, it was just a tweet. So maybe it's like not real. Right. Or maybe that cop lied to that person who had that experience. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I I don't know. Like, it's just, it's so tough to know what to actually do. I, I, I mean, but this is what we've been talking about the entire time. Like, like when do you think this is going to be over? Like, I guess that's the question. Like, because I don't know. So, if I thought that every person universally in the Western Hemisphere was taking this seriously, if I thought that the United States federal government was ran competently, same for Canada, same for Mexico. Um, I think that this could be over by the end of July. I think that is basically the most wildly optimistic scenario. So I think that it's much more likely that we are still dealing with this in January and February of next year. Oh my God. So you don't think football is going to happen? I think that there are... So the 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 problem with wanting basketball to come back, baseball to happen, football to happen is that you're just you're not going to get medical clearance for these things to happen from like team doctors or anything until there's a vaccine, right? That like what in in what scenario like do you, like we're not going to eradicate this, right? So there's got to be there's got to be a vaccine and I just I have not seen anything hopeful as it pertains to a vaccine yet. No, and uh, it's it's going to be really strange to figure out where this vaccine actually comes from because if it is developed in somewhere like Canada or Germany, somewhere like that, it will probably be made available to the whole world. If it's developed in the United States, uh, there might be a problem, a cost problem with a lot of this. Um, I mean, that is so. Like that's already been reported. Is that the the United States has already basically said, like you know, we we want to privatize this, which is uh. You know, I, I don't I do not think that's great. I think that's I think it's pretty terrible, but it seems like something that is more likely than not to happen, which is is kind of a bummer. So I guess I guess I hope that the country that that discovers it first is somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I, I believe I think it was a Canadian who developed the polio vaccine and jo- Jonas Salk. Yeah. And they didn't put a patent on it to make it public. Yeah, saved saved millions of lives. Yeah. So hopefully that someone, if they do develop, it goes down that route. Yeah. Uh, you know, it kind of, I guess it would kind of depend on how bad this gets. So, you know, as of right now, so we are recording this, this is important to note. We are recording this Friday, March 27th, 7.02 PM central time. 
So if if something has dramatically changed by the time you listen to this or or you're thinking about it a day later and we said something that's hilariously wrong, you know, we're we're doing the best with the information that we have available to us right now. I mean, with the information that we have, I mean, we're probably wrong about a ton of stuff anyway. Well, right. Yeah, I mean, that's we we both kind of we both kind of specialize in that. Uh, you know, and and I I another thing that I read was that um people some doctors were having success with treating this with a z-pack azithromycin which i mean i've I've taken 10 of those in my life probably for like bacterial infections or whatever so seems crazy that would be effective and probably feels like that would be more effective on a younger person than an older person i don't even know what that is what is that you never you never have gotten that for having like a sinus infection or whatever no, I always use those like neti pots if I have a sinus infection. It's just like a super aggressive um, uh, bacterial. Yeah, antibiotic. Yeah, just like super aggressive antibiotic, basically. When I was a kid, I had bad hay fever. So I had a puffer when I was like seven for a year. And then like my, because I had an over, I had a large adenoid at the back of my throat. So I was constantly congested. But then like once I got bigger, my head grew, I, I was fine. Well, yeah, the more you know, know about Pat. <laughs> yeah, we haven't, we haven't, uh, we haven't, we haven't heard about the hay fever before. And, um, you know, again, another thing that the, people were talking about this uh, chloroquine or whatever as the as a treatment that had worked. And then, you know, Donald Trump mentioned it in his press conference. And then someone in Arizona got their hands on some, took it, and died. Just took it because it, it's it's really dangerous, and it's not really that. It's not an effective treatment for coronavirus, uh, apparently. So yeah, but there, there definitely is going to be some false starts to this stuff. Yeah, that's why you're probably Intel. Well, they've the one thing I did see. It seemed like they wanted to like test out new stuff on human test subjects. That seemed to be a thing they wanted to do. Uh, I mean, you probably like. So I think that that's probably generally bad 99% of the time when it's a pandemic that is infecting the entire world. There's tons of people who have to be intubated. You know, in New York, they, they've basically universally said, do not resuscitate. Like when someone is, when someone's gone, they're gone. So that's, re- that's really scary. You know, obviously if you live in New York or if you have loved ones that live in New York, but yeah, I mean, I think it's like, what do you want them to do? Like they probably should test on people, right? I mean, that's a, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now that seems like a really, really slippery slope. And Super I, slippery slope. Yeah. And I think, which is, I think, uh, strangely enough, uh, it's one of the reasons why it does seem like the U.S. is slower to act with a lot of these measures than a lot of things, because just generally speaking, I mean, the U.S., the beacon of freedom, but that's really ingrained in every U.S. citizen, whether you be right or on the left, there's a certain amount of freedom that you've come to expect, you know, the, the right to dissent, everything like that. We have that in all of the other countries, but, like, there's a reason that you guys don't have socialized medicine. Like, it, it's, you know, we'd rather pay for our insurance or that's how it comes through. Like, we're going to take care of ourselves. You can't tell me what to do. And, you know, there's a lot that you can kind of, you know, no one, I mean, just... America in general is founded on basically overthrowing the British. We have our guns. No one's going to come tell us what to do. We don't want to be controlled by government. But like in Canada, Pat, you can just say, you can just say that we're stupid. It's okay. No, I, I'm not even saying that. I mean, there's an element to that that is the reason why like medical technology 
by and large in the best hospitals in the world are in the U.S. It's also why some of the worst hospitals in the world uh, in like first world countries are also in the U.S. Like there's such a divide there, but it's because yep. you have the ability to pursue as much or as little as you want to. I guess would be the best way to phrase it. Where in Canada, in you know, the Netherlands, in Germany, we're far more trusting of our government. Like you know, the the social net is so much larger in our countries. Like the bureaucracy is gigantic. So many people are employed by the government that, and I, it kind of terrifies me a little when I see some of these provisions come in. That you know, a lot of these provisions in emergency times can be abused to no end and. Americans, by and large, do not want to be controlled by the government. I don't want to be controlled by the government, but I do believe in something like this, that I have enough faith in my government that they're not going to try to take advantage of it, but that could be the completely wrong way to look at this. I, you know, I, that's the part that I'm actually a lot terrified about, and I think that's where a lot of the American like, pensiveness comes into this. I mean, certainly a, a huge part of anything that happens with the federal government, just half of the United States is not going to agree with it. Right. Just cause that's just kind of how the, that's just kind of how the ideology, the political ideology of our country has gone in. And what's interesting is that this stimulus bill that was passed to, you know, ostensibly get our economy back on track. Like no one's happy with it. Like the Democrats don't like what happened. The Republicans don't seem to like a lot of the provisions in the bill. They're like the the thing just the thing just kind of sucks. Which I mean, which maybe which maybe um, which maybe means uh, that it worked, right? It, you know, uh, in a good compromise, everyone everyone feels like uh, they got screwed. So I don't know, but I, and you are right though that a big part of the like own the libs mentality about like, Oh, the coronavirus isn't that big of a deal. Like it's, it's fear mongering, whatever it is just because people don't want to be told to stay inside their house if they don't want to. Right. They just don't want the government to have the ability to keep them inside their house. And I don't think that's just a exclusive to an own the libs thing. This is why people call you a beta cuck on Twitter statements like that. Davis, this is, this is prevalent in almost every American. Like, you can call yourself as left as you want. You go to one of these other countries. Like, Canada might be a bad example because we're very American. But you go to – you go over to Europe and just – it's different. Just put it that way. Like, Americans are Americans. And there's a baseline American in all Americans. And, you know, pursuing what you want to pursue, regardless of what that goal is, is a fundamental right that you have. So you might choose to do it differently. Uh, but it's a. This is not the way that it's manifested itself is a left versus right thing right now. But if the issue is different, and let's say the left was wrong about something, the right was right about something, there would still be that divide, and it would be the same type of argument on both sides. Yeah, I mean, it it, it would be like it just the way that this particular thing happened to manifest itself. It was the right wing of American political ideology that said like it's fine, don't worry about it, and are having to are having to change course and I don't really know why that is I guess because it was going to make the United States look bad I don't even know like I I do not have a a good rational explanation for why your political beliefs would lead you to believe that a like do you know anyone who's just like who still thinks it's like it's just the flu or it's a hoax or whatever Yeah I know one person it's my grandma Oh <laughs> uh, well I mean old people they just don't get it Right, well, like I don't know. Well, they just don't get it. it. It's my my dad's mom. She's eighty four. Um, how did she describe it to me? She's like, I don't care. 
if it kills me or not. I survived World War II. I'll survive this. <laughs> sure. And was, you know she, what? She, I she, mean, like she, she immigrated to Canada after the war from Holland. Like she lived with the Nazis. She's like, fuck this. She went to Seniors Day at the grocery store like two weeks ago uh, and didn't even buy anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, like that that sort of person, I guess, I guess you just can't argue with. I don't know. But there there certainly is a, a and a, like arguing about the arguing about a global pandemic, like, you know, like what's the point? Uh well, I guess the point is that like we could like I feel that I could convince more people to stay home, to not just go out and and do things that make it worse, right? I guess that's the only reason. I guess so, but like, what have you, um, in like response to us talking about this? And this is just, I think it's really intriguing because like I, we're both at a weird perspective because we're in two separate countries and obviously it's hit us in different ways. Our population is so much smaller that it's not going to be as large, but we're still on like the up and up scale here uh, as well as it terms to like those exponential trends, but it's not going to get as crazy with the amount of people, just because we don't have as many people, but neither of us are really leaving our houses, so we don't really see what's going on out there. Actually, we're basing it off of what we see on TV or what we see on the internet, and it just seems like a lot of that stuff is unreliable, regardless of who you follow at this point. So my girlfriend's sister is a nurse, and she works at she works at a hospital here in St. Louis, and she said, what, what has been communicated to me is that Every, like orthopedic surgery shut down uh dermatology like doesn't exist in the united states anymore like if you have a skin infection bad time to get it because your dermatologist is doing something else like every every hospital is either fully set up to treat corona or is preparing to get there and that um like a lot of nurses have quit because hospitals are running out of medical supplies and they can't keep them safe. Like they don't have masks, they don't have gloves, like, um, and that's kind of more, uh, New York and Seattle thing. Like in, in New York, they are, they're getting tents ready outside of these hospitals so that they can start treating people in tents, which I, I guess that I'm, I guess that I am glad that there is a, because a, a big problem in the United States is that we only have roughly a million hospital beds for, 350 million people so finding a way to create more space like more beds is going to be a huge part of this yeah i'm i I saw they they deployed uh like military to some spots or they're calling on like military involvement either to ship the supplies to make sure that it gets there or they can set up those tents but we have to start if no one's at the schools why can't you convert some of these schools as makeshift hospitals at this point like school's not coming back this year hate to tell you School's not coming back. NBA probably not coming. I mean, there's a lot of empty buildings, right? Like just any, whatever, whatever you could say, like, you know, you and I care about sports. Other people are going to care about other things. And we could just say like, it's not the thing that you like. The odds are greatly in favor that it's not coming back. Um, So so, so I guess, well, I guess the one thing is if we prepare, like this stuff isn't coming back and we put these facilities to use, like I saw Balmer today, just uh, he donated like twenty five million dollars to you know COVID relief, but he also just bought the old forum for four hundred million dollars. I mean, he could. What, what's a better gesture at this moment in L.A. Giving twenty five million dollars to COVID or opening up the forum, and be like, build all your shit here. 
and use it till you need to stop using it. Like if you just pretend like basketball doesn't have a sliver of hope of coming back and you put these facilities into use, you might actually be able to get stuff back quicker than you thought. I mean, the the whole yeah, what you're saying is is the entire essence, which is that if everyone just hunkered down and pretended like not even pretended, just projected that in order f- that things are going to get worse and just started to behave like that before things actually got worse. The whole, I mean, it is, it's the flattening the curve, right? All the evidence and all the information that we have at hand suggests that the more that we distance ourselves in terms of physical distance from other people, the sooner that this will be over. But at the same time, I can sit here and say, hey, I can do my job from home. It hasn't really affected me much. I can't go. So there's so many people who can't say that. And that's the thing. And it's listen, if it was me and I they they told me, Pat, you have to stay at home for four months. I'd probably go mental trying to take care of my kid. But, you know, that's a a very minimal price to pay. My life, while affected, hasn't been affected to that point. Now, there's other people who just don't know what the fuck is like day to day life is not the same like they can't afford to live they have nowhere to live that kind of thing that if you do tell people hey four months from now you know everything's going to be fine if everyone stays in that's fine it's like when people talk about like you know you know we should be communists and you know communism on paper definitely works then you see it in practical applications like oh this doesn't work at all like this is a bad idea all people are doing is just power grabbing everything like on paper, that makes the most sense. That's how you flatten the curve. But I don't think that's realistic, to tell you the truth. It's not realistic. And a huge reason it's not realistic is that people can't make money, right? It's just like that. that is that is factual, that like so many people can't do their job in that scenario. So that's a primary reason. Uh, but I don't think that's the only reason. There's other people who just straight up can't deal with being cooped in. We talked a little bit either last show or two shows ago about like mental illness and things like that. If you're already talking about, you know, dermatology and different wings of the hospital being shut down to prepare for COVID, what about mental health practitioners? Like you have to do video chats. You can't go in potentially to re-up on your prescriptions. And like, there's a lot of people that are going to be depressed out there. So when you add to the total numbers of deaths with COVID right now, you do have to factor in some other deaths that go along with it. Like the suicide rate is going to rise and that's, not I think I think that for anyone, the evidence like, already ex- exists that it has in the United States. Like, I mean, if anyone out there listening right now, like I know a few people that are by themselves, like locked, like self-isolating, like they can't go see their families or they don't have families or they're 3000 miles away from anyone. Like I'm going to I think I'm going to open up my DMs if people just need to talk kind of thing like you know how much i hate opening up my dms but like i've been trying to call those people once a day once every two days keep texting with them just not that i'm afraid that like stuff's going to go on but i can imagine myself if i was by myself i just i wouldn't know what the fuck to do yeah no it would just be i mean who who wants that right who wants to who wants to just sit there in a room by themselves like it it would be i mean i can't imagine right no, and, I, I, and, and I can't some imagine. Pe- and some people have like, hey, they can like, I know, like, I've been trying to like, whatever the fucking new app is. My wife was on it last night. Like six of her friends were basically face a FaceTime group chat. They hung out for like an hour kind of thing. And like, I've been doing that with my friends. But I mean, I, that is a situation that I'm in. I'm lucky enough to be in that situation. Just like I'm lucky enough to still be able to do my job. But there are people who don't have either of those things. And I can see why self-isolating yourself for four months just isn't going to be a realistic option. 
I mean, it's it's not a realistic option for uh, many different reasons, right? Like the mental health aspect, the economic aspect, like, and, and just at the at the point of like, uh, you know, is it even really worth like? Because we we don't actually know many things about the novel coronavirus, right? Like we we are operating right now off loads of incomplete information, and and you know, I, I kind of get this a little bit every once in a while on Twitter from people where they'll be like, man, why do you, what you like, Oh, you, you want this to be so bad so that you can be right or whatever. And like literally nothing would make me more happy than to be wrong about this being a serious problem. Like I would love if the death rate is being way over projected that like, cause, cause like the, the optimistic scenario you would paint would be that 150 million people already have it. The death rate is, 0.0001% and our medical system is going to be able to handle it just fine. That would be, that would be the optimistic rosy picture that you could paint. I, I don't believe it, but it's a theory people have. Well, I must say America is doing a pretty good job, like looking at the death rates of other countries versus the United States. I mean, Germany seems to be by far the best so far, but America is like second on that list. Like, people are not dying at the rate that they are in other countries after they contract it. So, I mean, that's positive news, but then I start thinking about, I think it's probably a reporting thing, but I could be wrong. I I actually think it has probably more to do with the median age. Like Italy is at Italy and Spain are at such high risks because they have so many old people. And they have, um, they have a lot of, uh, they, this is another thing that was pointed out to me. They have a lot of people that smoke. Yeah, that is that which is basically uh, basically the like if you smoke, you're at like uh, like you're like 50 X more likely to get this and to get sick from it. Not good for me. Not great. Not great for you. So I've been I've been trying to cut down like because when I started hearing about that and I tried to quit, I did quit for eight months when my son was born. So that would have been 14 months ago. And I started smoking again because have you thought about have you thought about chewing instead? I, I started smoking to quit chewing in the first place. Um, I, I know, would, but if you're if you're saying right now you you can't quit, it it certainly would be given the respiratory illness that's going around. Don't you think it would be better? It would probably be a more prudent move. Yes, um, maybe, maybe. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, though. Well, that's I mean, don't tell me how to live my life. Don't don't put that over me. But that is actually probably a pretty good suggestion for the moment. But there's something. I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I mean, obviously, I'm addicted to the nicotine part of smoking, but there's so much of a routine of my smoking that I find really, really hard to break. And I'm such a routine-based person to begin with that, like, I mean, week, like, this is the third week we've done this show. Like, self-isolation week two and a half to now has been much easier for me than, like, the first little bit. Like, I had to f- develop a new routine and realize like what the new normal is for me on a day-to-day basis but now i'm into that routine and i feel like i'm getting through the day much easier like i'm more productive during the day i feel better i'm trying to smoke less so i went from a pack every two days now i'm down to a pack every four days so i'm trying to smoke like five a day i'm not trying to smoke five a day but i am smoking five a day but when i'm at the office like every time that we finish recording a show He'll be like, well, what do we do now? Well, we have to transfer this file over to this computer. That's 20 dead minutes. It's like, uh, smoke? Okay, maybe two kind of thing. So now that that part is out of my life, I find it a bit easier to quit or at least scale back. But there still are certain times at home where I'm going to – it just sounds like an excuse for me to smoke as, as I hear myself speaking out loud. Stupid. 
You should uh, you should just watch an episode of Clone Wars every time you want to smoke. Why Clone Wars? Because the episodes are like twenty minutes. Fills that dead time. Yeah, but I'm at the office. Like I, I mean, there's stuff that I could be doing, but you know, you do need, especially like after. I mean, you record a ton. Uh, you do video stuff. Do you ever get tired? Yeah. Like physically tired. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely beat. Like, just like you're like animating your face and everything. Like, yeah, I get tired. Like I did a batch record the other day, I think Monday or Tuesday. And I recorded like five hours of five hours of content back to back to back to back. So I was like, I got to pile up content here. I don't even know if I'm going to have access to my equipment in two days kind of thing. Let's get as much of this done as possible so we can survive two weeks. Uh, still worth the show. So I have a bunch of content backlogged at this point but i'm still obviously recording new stuff but like i was gassed i went home at like 8 30 and fell asleep at 8 35 like i was done and it, it it sounds like the weirdest thing in the world but i was like physically tired yeah because it's uh so like when you're on camera and you're you got to listen to what other people are saying you got to be ready to say something and be entertaining back you got to animate your face all that stuff like yeah like when when you and i get done with this this is the probably the fourth video i've recorded today i and think we're, and we're uh, not actually we're, we're not we're not on video yeah and, we're just podcasting but i was gonna say that this is this is one of the main reasons that i like doing this one audio wise um a it's a different type of conversation i think like the the video version of my show versus us talking like this it just has a different feel to it. Like this is far more podcasty back and forth where a video is a lot of question answer. There's back and forth, but it's not like, even if we were both recording this right now and I was on camera and you were on camera and I was sitting at the desk instead of, you know, at my kitchen table, I, I feel like it would be a different conversation. It would be a different conversation. That's, I mean, yeah, that, like doing, doing things on video and doing things on podcasts and then doing things not being recorded. They're all, they all, all those conversations have a different tenor and tone to them for sure. Uh, so what are you doing to work out these days? Man, I got to tell you, running outside. Me too. I hate it. Should we be doing that? So I read, before I did it, I read an article on runnersworld.com. Um, I can maybe go find it if you guys tweeted me about it. Uh, it was posted to me and John Paulson from 4 for 4 because we both were asking on Twitter, like, is that okay? And it was an article from Runner's World with, I think, three or four like MDs, not, you know, Tim Andercuss, but actual MD doctors. I, I, I don't I, I don't want to slander Tim here. I'm just using Tim as an example as a doctor who's not an MD. He's not actually giving medical advice to people. <laughs> Correct. So, anyways... They, they the consensus was yes you can do it obviously don't get too close to people uh and and weirdly don't spit don't spit while you are running because that is like it, it can you're it for the coronavirus can stay alive in your spit on the sidewalk or in the grass or whatever for a long time really i did not know see that's something good to know because i am a big spitter that was that was that was the conclusion of this runner's world article. So I I I've been doing that not every, like clearly not every day. Um because I just the 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 workout motivation, it's like what we talked about last time. It's just it's been hard for me to get into a routine. Like my old workout routine was so good and I liked it so much. And uh, it's just been hard to get into one now. That's why I said that this week has been better for me. Like I've developed it. Like, like I try to bring my son out for a walk between, and it's weird. I, 
I'm working more now than I ever have because I'm basically that's the thing. I'm, yeah, I, that's what's been crazy. And I'm like working two jobs at this point because daycare is gone. My wife is still working full time, so she's working during the days. So you know, we try to split it up a little bit, but mainly I'm getting up with the baby and I have him till like four. So from like six six o'clock till four, I have the baby. Uh, and then she takes over, and then I'll go shoot what I have to do. I'll go write what I have to do. So I've kind of switched my recording schedule to night times. That's why we're recording this at you know eight thirty eight thirty at night. But you know I'm not getting paid for the other one. But it's it just it's it's taxing. So I have to figure out a way to get some exercise in with him. So it's usually like go for an hour and a half long walk kind of thing. Or when he goes down for a nap, I'll go run for half an hour and my wife can take care of it if he wakes up and I'll be back soon. So that's sort of the routine that I've gotten into. But I can't remember if I told you this or not, but right before I think it was we recorded the first show, I went to Walmart and just bought like two barbells and a bunch of weights and just have them at my house now. And that's actually making me feel a lot better. Uh, just to be able to lift something like to lift weights, keep myself strong. Like I've been doing a ton of body weight stuff, but it's not like you lose size. Like you lose strength if you're doing that, uh, if you've been used to lifting. So I, I feel like that's really gone a long way. And I just ordered some more weights from Walmart to be delivered to my house. And eventually I think they're going to show up. But it's going to take some time. I have a friend who got one of those like adjustable barbells. So you can, yeah, Leo, Leone got one of those. Yeah. I mean, if you get two of those, I mean, you're fine for like lifting and in a time like this when you're sedentary and you're sitting around and you're eating like shit that just lifting something just doing some weight stuff will make you feel stronger and better and it will give you more energy yeah we have so we have some free weights around the house that um that like that i that i like that i enjoy um but like yeah it's just my my routine is just all messed up i i the the most exercise I get is most like every day I do walk the dogs a good decent bit at least at least once if not twice which is uh sh- I mean shout out to my dogs this would be this would I can't imagine um doing this without dogs like for real sounds sounds horrible no I I completely get it like would I go out for a walk every day if I wasn't pushing my son in a stroller which is both terrifying but like it's nice to get out of the house he needs to get out of the house like he's just He's basically in a chicken coop the entire time. I live in a very small condo. Like, he doesn't have anywhere to go. But then I'm like, I have the baby out. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, I, I don't want to get too close to people. People are, like, walking at me. I'm like, you need the fuck off the sidewalk, pal. Like, you're the one who needs to deviate, not me with the baby. Correct. Yeah. yeah but I, uh, I'll try to do as much as possible. I did want to – I have a bunch of stuff written down here. So, like I said, I was shocked. Let's do it. I was shocked about how much – at least here, people are willing to be controlled by the government. And I think that's what's separating the U.S. from a lot of things right now. But at the same time, this is a prevalent theme that I've heard. A lot of people ratting other people out for not social distancing or quarantining, which could very much be the right thing to do. But that also sounds like how a lot of these bad governments of the 20th century got started. When you start pointing the finger at each other. I mean, I'm all for pointing the finger right now. Guilt, guilt people into guilt people into staying outside. I'm, I'm all, I'm on or staying inside rather. I'm, I'm all on board for that. Now, when we talk about slippery slope, slope type of stuff, I mean, yeah, you can point to many things that have happened in the past hundred years where doing things like that was not did not turn out well. Did not did not turn out well. That is, I mean, that's true, right? But like, this is a scenario where. 
I mean, I don't know. People, I think people got to sacrifice for the greater good right now, which is, you know, a lot of slippery slopes have a lot of slippery slopes have started that way. Yeah. So, I mean, these are, these are the concerning things to me that exist out there. And like I said, I, I don't, I, and I start to think about it personally. Like if I knew that like the, the person who lives right above us, she travels back and forth to Nashville a lot. Uh, so she was in Nashville and came home uh, right when like the quarantine thing went on. Like it's against the law to leave your house when it's in, you know, within 14 days, you have to self isolate for 14 days. Uh, and she has, but like, if I saw her out walking out two days later, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I'd probably tell her like, get the fuck back in your house. But it, you know, she's like, go fuck yourself. What then do I do? Like, am I comfortable calling the cops on her? I don't think I would be. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not calling, I'm not calling the cops on anyone. I wouldn't do that. They're actually though. It's, I mean, I don't know if maybe I'm just more vigilant right now, but I feel like I've seen more police in my neighborhood um, the last few days. Someone had mentioned this to me, too, that they've seen a larger police presence. I think it was Paul uh, who mentioned it to me. He's just seen a larger police presence. So I don't know if there's more cops patrolling right now or there are so few people, there's so few cars on the road to begin with that you just notice them a whole lot more. They seem like they're the only people out. Yeah, although I do, I live right next to a road where a lot of people drive, so I still see a lot of cars around. Okay, then, then maybe that is the case. I I don't think that. Well, it's like it's when people see like the military coming in. Like I, I saw there was like tanks being shipped in or military vehicles shipped into L.A. to help like kind of counteract all this stuff or at least help out with it. And the first thing I see online is like the government is coming to like destroy us all. It's like. I don't, what are they gonna wage war on their own citizens that doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah like i mean the you know the i i think it's QAnon people i don't know i don't know what these like idiots believe but like the, I, the, deep, I, the deep state people well i've been following tommy i mean i gotta give tommy some credit on this one that like he is filling up my day with entertainment yeah, Tommy Tommy G and the all the all celebrities are they eat baby so, like something that comes from baby skulls. Yeah, I, I don't know where this came from. This was not on my radar at all, but I'm like, you know, I I'm in for like the the 10 minutes of like laughs, like the connections that we're making here. I'm in. I'm in for it. And then like I don't want to see it the rest of the day and then like tomorrow there'll be a new celebrity video and he's got like a 2 hour breakdown. It's like, yeah, I'll watch like the first 5 minutes of this. Like it's good for a chuckle. But then there's like people that are like, yeah, you know what's up. And if you like, we're the sheep in this one. Like we're, we're not woken up yet. No, we are. Uh, they, they, um, they have a word for it. Um, red, red, red pilling from the matrix. This, right? this sounds like an incel thing on Reddit, by the way. It, it is, it is. This is a huge, this is a huge incel Reddit thing. Oh, well, I mean, to- Tommy is just the, the, the audience... Tommy's not an incel. We know no. that. Yeah. We know that for sure. The audience, but, just, but... they need, they needed a loud, they needed a leader to galvanize around. And Tommy is that guy. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tommy is definitely the, some like people would love that guy. Like in, incels would love that dude. I mean, I like Tommy, so it's, it's weird. I like him too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but when people started talking about Q, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking. I thought they were talking about Star Trek. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know Star Trek either. I only know it. I only know, I only know what that is from Reddit. Uh, and, and um, actually that's not even true. So like BT, like people that are into Bitcoin, like probably half the people that are into Bitcoin are just these massive losers, right? Just these oh, re- massive, really, really? Oh that, yeah, that surprises just these, you? 
these massive libertarian losers who just have never had a clue about anything that goes on in the world. And they are the people that believe in QAnon. Yeah. But they're also the people who are probably self-isolating, maybe not to contradict or not get, uh, no, 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 but they're just doing that anyway. They're doing it anyway. So like the, the Bitcoin people, these losers, they think it's a hoax. They, they think, they think that it's a hoax and all overblown and everything's fine. You see, I don't see much. It's a hoax out there. I see it's a conspiracy, but it's real. It just, it's not. Oh it's, yeah. Like, like it can hurt you, but it's, it's uh it was manufactured and it only kills old people. I, not even that it only kills old people it can kill. Like I don't see a whole lot of like it. People are immune to it, but it's like, Oh, pe- someone, it was contracted in China and it came over here. Whether you think someone ate a bat, someone was telling me the other day, it actually came from a snake. Other people are saying it came from a pharmaceutical company. It doesn't really matter where you think this has all come from. As long as you acknowledge the fact that you don't want to get it, it could kill you, you should self-isolate. I don't really give a shit what you believe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I certainly have no opinion on where it came from, who started it, whose fault it is. Uh, I just, uh, I know I, I really don't want to get it, and I really would like professional sports to come back soon so that we could uh, watch them and wager on them. And the the best way to get that done is to not leave my house. Yeah, and it's a lot like when people used to talk about when analytics and baseball first started. Even I don't really understand what goes into war, but it's not really the input that you need to be worried about. It's the output. Understand what the output is telling you, and we'll figure out the rest of what goes into it. So where this originated from doesn't really matter. It's how this affects us is what's important. If we all agree that it's bad and here's how we actually try to counteract it or self-isolate ourselves, that kind of thing, I think that's actually the important. As long as we all agree on that, we're good. We can, we, once, think, we're, once we're all healthy and it's gone, we can argue about where it came from later. Yeah, that'll be a great thing to argue about in five years, assuming that, you know, we still have the internet and everything. I, I that's okay. This is, I don't, I wanted to ask you this. Have you noticed a, a change in your internet speed with everyone home and using their internet and streaming stuff all the time? Uh, no, not really. Mine is, mine is slowed a little bit in the middle of the day. It, it's not gotten bad yet. It will, though. It, it, after, after a certain point, it, it's going to get bad. Well, I think in Europe, like if you use streaming services, you can't stream in 10, 4K or 1080 anymore. The max you can go is 720 uh, just because they, they need to secure bandwidth. I, I don't think we're at that point yet, but that seems like a very logical thing to do. Like, I mean, really what there is. A, I know that there's a difference between 1080 and 720. I work in video production, but it's not to the point where like you're, you're hurting if you can't watch stuff in 1080. Yeah, no, you're, you're not hurt. Yeah. You, you will be fine. And I, I got to say, as someone who plays video games online, uh, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. If they just, if they're just like, if my internet company's like, look for everyone to keep their coverage, you just, you can't play MLB the show 20 online anymore. I, whatever. Okay, fine. Yeah, because, I mean, that is really the only thing keeping us all sane right now. Imagine if, like, somehow internet disruption happened and people lost the internet. People would—this would be over in a day. It would be over tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there would be no more—there would be no more isolation. It'd be over. People would be in the streets with pitchforks. That is that is 100% correct. Yeah, it would just be done. I got some breaking news for you out of London, Ontario, Canada. Hit me. Uh, amid critical shortage, pandemic ventilator inventor makes his design open source. That sounds See, good. I mean, so we, we talked about this the last time we did the Corona cast, but uh, 
this is the first time that all of humanity has been trying to work to say solve the same problem. So there's going to be cool stuff like this that happens. Uh, retired respiratory therapist John Strupat said he made the decision after failing to get any kind of serious consideration to make the life-saving device from the federal government in Canada or the United States. He said it's been two weeks, the pace is too slow, so he wants like corporations or manufacturers to just start making them. Yeah, uh, and people are going to be hopefully 3D printing stuff like that soon. Yeah, so no. I mean, if this if this is a lower cost type one, like it's not, it, it's something this guy came up with. But if it works, like fuck it, let's go. Yeah, uh, and there's, uh, I assume that. Well, actually, this is interesting. You can't three D print medicine, I'm sure, right? But just because it's not an organic compound. Can I? Uh, can I be like straight with you? I don't quite yeah. understand three D printing. <laughs> I've never I, seen. Okay, I've so- never seen a three D printer. Have you ever seen a video of how they work? No. Like, I've seen the end result with stuff, but I've never actually, like, sat down and watched, like, the two-minute video of it actually printing something. So, it's actually pretty cool. Um, and it does it. It doesn't do it. It does not do it how you think it would. It um, it builds It builds things up, like, layer by layer. So, no matter how, like, long something is, like, let's say I'm building up a a golf club or actually, no, that's a terrible example because that would just go straight up. So like, okay, it's, it's building, it's building up a, uh, a box, like instead of how like your brain would think of it, like, okay, we're going to build it by all these sides and then we're going to put it up all together. What it actually does is it just goes from the bottom of the box and then the lathe just goes all the way up to the top. Um, it's it's cool. Like I'm not doing a very good job explaining this at all. Watch a YouTube video when we get done. It's cool. Here's my question: Because I saw people 3D printing guns. Like, if you 3D print a gun, does the gun work? Like, does it shoot people? Uh, I'm gonna say yes, but that's I'm that's with very little conviction. I I I just that that seems so. Do 3D printed guns work? Uh. I think no. Okay, that's probably I think good, that's probably a good thing. Has yeah. anyone have you have you talked to anyone yet who thinks that this entire thing is going to lead to people taking away their guns? I feel like that's a they, yes, yes, yes. Um so it, like that's like it, it won't, gun stores way. have in fact it won't, this is no. this is the opposite of that. Um yeah, no, there there that's already that's already like a, a conspiracy because there's a lot of a lot of gun stores closed because they were seem they were deemed non essential businesses. I can see that. We did the essential business thing up here too. So like uh I went through like the entire list of everything and like technically I'm an essential service, which I really lucked out with that that I'm able to continue to work. Uh how are you an essential service? Uh media is an essential service. Per, it really is per the definition i was like well i fall under that if it comes down to it i shall argue that <laughs> and like we have a very like it's just me in here right now like i'm working in an office by myself <laughs> yeah it, you are yeah so i guess i guess you are technically isolating too at the same time yeah like it's my office i own the office uh, i mean i'm not in here right now but like when i record the video shows paul can access i've set it up that paul can access everything remotely from his house like the switching board the directing everything like that so i can be in here by myself and he can just i have a basically have a cell phone line open with him like as we're setting up the shots and everything i can hit record then he can switch the shows (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, that is, I I I find it I I don't think in the United States that media would be classified that way. Really? Yeah, I think I think that if I work outside of my home and my my governor locks down our state, I think I would I would be one of the people that would not be allowed out. Hmm, interesting. I can see that though. I, I'm not doing news. I mean, I, I think yeah, I'm not doing. I, it's, yeah. I think that's what the provision is there for, but it was not clarified. So you know, per the legal legalese of everything but if it was like three of us in the office i wouldn't fucking come in but the fact that it's just me i don't think anyone's gonna say anything don't if you're out there listening don't say anything i just don't want to have to deal with the hassle i think i would win but you know don't need that nonsense yeah uh i don't know well maybe you could maybe you could say you are doing news in a way right well, the corona I, cast it's news yeah i mean listen i'm, I'm giving people uh, my best opinion I'm trying to, and, and I think that there is a role of media right now that, I mean, I've, a lot of people out there have been exceptionally kind to me and Jeff and Tim and everyone who's come onto the show that, you know, I, I've been trying to put, I've been doing more shows now than ever. I've been trying to put out new content every single day. Like I'm hurting for content at home. Like when I'm walking around or I'm sitting at home or I'm like laying in bed doing whatever, like I want new podcasts. All my favorite podcasts aren't doing stuff that, you know, if I can help you kill an hour, then there's only 23 more to go in the day. Yeah, I'm all on board. Like my like my podcasts that I listen to that are still doing content, and I listen to a lot of podcasts that are not sports related podcasts. And I even had a backlog of some of them that I've been able to get to that I wouldn't have gotten to if this wasn't happening. So yeah, I hope that I can you, know, you and I and whoever comes on can you know even if you don't fucking like it that you know, do you disagree with it or whatever. You know, at least you're killing time. <laughs> Yeah, like it, even if you even if you don't like me, even if you don't like Pat, even if you think that we're wrong and this is a government conspiracy, and you do greatly believe in uh, the deep state QAnon conspiracy, hopefully you still you know you pass an hour. And now you're mad, so at least that's an emotion other than bored. True, and then you'll come back because you'll want to hear what like wrong stuff we say in the future, and then you control us on Twitter. Although I, it's funny, I really thought that through doing this show. Because now stick to sports, that kind of thing. I never really stick to sports, so it's not that big of a deal for me. But just releasing this show, like talking freely about it, knowing that we're going to be wrong about a lot of things. We're not trying to Mm -hmm. to be experts here. I thought I would get a lot of pushback on stuff like this, but people have actually told me they kind of like it. Yeah, no one one has – well, some people on Twitter have told me I'm – like wrong or bad or stupid for thinking that this is going to get worse, but no one is like specifically – complained about anything that i've said on the podcast i think i'm actually in general more level-headed on podcasts than i am when i'm just sending tweets yeah i try not to tweet about this stuff at all i think it's a bad idea it's probably it's i i'm gonna get i'm gonna get old takes exposed yeah uh, on the coronavirus I, I (laughs) i just don't see any upside to it to be perfectly honest with you like what like what is the upside of doing it like who who are you convincing Mm, I mean, there's very little upside to, to to most tweets other than tweets that are just promoting your brand. Like what? Though? So I guess there probably is no real upside. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is the same as like everyone's so bored. No one knows what to tweet about. People are worried about their I, jobs. Like in our I, business. I got to like, say, go, go ahead. I'm not bored. I, I haven't been bored. I've been trying to keep as busy as possible. I feel like if I wasn't trying to work as much as possible, I would get really bored really quickly. But I think some people are going a bit stir crazy, especially in our space. Like we talk about fantasy sports or daily fantasy. Like people are tweeting like crazy stuff and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
that's true. I mean, I just, I mean, I got DFS to play, right? I, I'm, I'm into, I like League of Legends. I think it's fun. Yeah, how is that got, going? Are you getting into Counter-Strike now? I played, so to, we're recording this on Friday. This was the first day that Counter-Strike was out. I played. My team is, I entered $110 worth of games, and I'm getting $72 back right now. So Sick. didn't go, didn't go, didn't go broke on my first day playing Counter-Strike. Um, it, it's not fun to watch at all. Counter-Strike sucks to watch. So don't know if I'm as into Counter-Strike. League of Legends is like kind of a fun sweat. Okay. Uh, I'm betting on the Florida Derby on Saturday. Is that horse racing? Yeah, I played, I got, I had Cam and Roz on. You know, Roz is a big horse racing guy. Had no idea. Like big time, like lifelong. And his parents too, real into horse racing. So like, how are they able to race? Like, how is this happening? Because Florida just doesn't care. Yeah. (laughs) Like there's no one there. It's just the jockeys and the horses. One of the jockeys tested positive for coronavirus. So he's out. (laughs) That's crazy, but it's happening. Yeah, I, I it seems. You, like, what are what are the picks? Uh, I mean, this is, I think this. Is, I don't know when we're releasing this. Sometime on the weekend. Um, independent something something something. Okay. Four to, four to one, but like I got Cam and Ben to reach because they they Cam teaches me every year at the Kentucky Derby, and that's the only time I ever bet on horses. But I got them to kind of respell out like what like a superfecta and a trifecta and that kind of thing is. So I played a trifecta with boxed picks. So that's going to be fun. So basically, all my picks are just fading the favorite. <laughs> I mean, that's like, so like, that's what you're supposed to do with horse betting, right? I have no idea. I mean, I bet on the Kentucky Derby and lose every year. That's I don't, I don't actually get how horse betting works. Like, I don't get what you're making your decisions on. I'm like Cody Safdick, my MMA guy, who just absolutely crushed this, that like Euro minor league mma event from like two weeks ago uh his dad's his dad's a jockey and a horse trainer okay so like he and he's like raising horses and doing stuff like that that's like a family business with him and like the stuff that he knows about like you can look at a horse and see it a different way for a different like type of track like he knows that stuff like i i don't know that stuff yeah i just i to me it's like one of those things where like for League of Legends, for anyone over the age of thirty, it's just like I look at it and it's just it's all Greek to me. I, I don't like I I have not spent a cent on esports. Like I just I don't get it at all. And like people keep asking me, there's a couple shows that people keep asking me to do. It's like get into esports, like do esports coverage. But I'm like, I just don't care at all. Yeah, it's not for you. Yeah, it's just it's fine. Like I, it's like the same reason that I don't do soccer shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like if it's not for you, it's not for you. I mean, I I'll gamble on any. I'll gamble on anything. I don't sure, care. Sure, but like if I'm going to do content surrounding something, I at least want to have a modicum of interest in it. And other people have been saying like you should do a stock show. I was like, a, you don't want to listen to me about stocks. Two, I don't know who to trust when it comes to this stuff. I trust like my financial planner. He's been pretty good. I had, like I, I've been in touch with him uh, over this entire thing, but like I don't want to have co- someone on touting stocks. That seems like the absolute worst idea in the world. I mean, it wouldn't be any fun to listen to. I literally would never listen to a show about touting stocks, but I would listen to a show just like talking about the stock market. Like I'm, I think the stock market's fascinating. Yeah, but I don't know anything about it. Like I, I get that. Like there's just seem to be so many different levels in it. Like. I don't know the difference between the NASDAQ and the Dow. They could be the same thing. I just don't know. There's not a world I know anything about. I pay someone to 
do that for me. <laughs> do you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, I yeah, I know. I know what, what the difference is. Can you explain it to me? So the Dow Jones Industrial Average is just 30 companies. And those are supposed to be kind of like uh, a bellwether for um, what the what the economy is doing, right? And the NASDAQ, I think, is more like tech companies. And the S&P 500 is something else that, like, that measures like more. Uh, it's it's the it's uh, 500 large companies traded on the stock exchanges that are in the United States. Let's let's look at what the Nasdaq is because that one I actually don't know. So let's 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 find out what the Nasdaq is. We're learning. Uh, it's a co- we're, we're learning a, things. We are. Uh, it's a composite stock market index of common stocks and similar securities. It's one of the three most followed common indices in the U.S. stock market. So like, I mean, every like, do you have? Um, like Market Watch or Yahoo Finance on your computer? No. Or on your phone? No. Yeah, like I read like I like read like Market Watch and and Yahoo Finance every once in a while. Uh, the only thing on my computer right now is a live stream of Stanley Cabani versus Bovid Lizdi, which I believe is Belarusian hockey. I was going to I was wondering if it was Belar I'm so mad the DraftKings won't get Belarusian soccer Be- going. Be- Belarusian Really? Well, Belarus is white Russia. That's what it translates as. Well, okay. I'm mad. I'm mad that they don't have Belarus national soccer on their website. Maybe it's one of those things, like the call the one eight hundred gambler. Maybe this is like one of those times. No. Like I'm not betting on this stuff. I just opened my betting page, look at my horse racing bets, and that's like they have live the live events that betting sites like can procure to live stream on their site are hilarious. Like now table tennis is up. I mean, I just need more things like this. Actually, you know what I think? Look, so this is like I want to expound on this idea. Oh well, hold on. There- I, I just want to say that after you read like what the Dow Jones or S&P was off Wikipedia. People are like yelling at their phones like who the Oh, fuck people are so who, mad. Who the yeah. fuck are these two mopes? And like you're right. And like I said, this is why I don't I get someone to invest my money for me because I don't have a fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, and I'm pe- so like also this is another point that I need to make is people are like ev- like people on Twitter will be very confident that they are like the smartest people in the world and that they can beat the market and yada yada when like every study ever that exists about the market basically says it's all random and that if you beat the market over a long run you just got lucky. So I don't like if if you if you want to tweet at me and tell me how good you are at the stock market, I I probably don't believe you. So I just I, I think it's important to make that point as well. Okay. What do you want to deep dive on? So not even a deep dive, but like this is what we need. We need like official league sanctioned simulations of games, right? Like I, don't Madden. Wanna, I don't want to fucking watch a simulation on 2K of fucking anything. I don't want it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it either. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. I just want to gamble on it. Why? You can. You can live without gambling. Jeff and I even talked about this the other day. Like people are searching for stuff to gamble on. Do you know why I like gambling on golf? Because I kind of like golf. I like watching golf, and I like to have action on it. It's the same with the NFL. There's a reason I don't fucking bet on baseball because I don't want to fucking watch it. Hmm. So first of all, this is an age disparity thing between the two of us. I don't mind watching video games, right? Like I would watch it sometimes. If you could watch a video game, why wouldn't you just fucking play a video game? 
I do. I mean, you can do both. Why? But I can't gamble. I can't gamble on me playing a video game. But why do you even need to gamble on it? That is like that's the whole theory behind the take cast is that I just I feel the need to do that on everything, Pat. But you don't. I just told you. I just told you. Perfect time to stop doing that. (laughs) I just told you literally five minutes ago that I have. Like I'm mad at DraftKings for not having Belarusian, 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 Belarusian soccer on their website. I woke up. I woke up at 1:30 in the morning to set my alarm to play Australian league soccer showdown DFS. Now, is this because? you feel the need to degen this and get action on it or is it because you think this is like a soft market you can I, I think it's if, I, if they posted belarus belarus if they posted that league of soccer i would like i mean the first of all people would be so bad at it they wouldn't know where to get the information and it would be super like so it's largely number two that just people would be horrible at it when they there was that weekend two weekends ago where Liga MX was the only thing in the lobby and they had like 20k to first for the Liga MX GPPs I played every single contest that was out there on that site because just people like people were not were not gonna know how to be good okay I think that's a different story being like we need to get this stuff up like but I don't see how that correlates with betting on Madden simulations well it correlates because number two can be true in the sense of like thinking I have an edge number one can be true in the sense of like, I just like to gamble on that. Like I, I find myself just like sitting at six 30 at night and being like, I don't have any scores to check. Like what? Like that's weird. Yeah. Now I want to go watch video games. <laughs> the age disparity, like age gap between us. I'm sure there are people older than me in my age that are like fine watching video games. I just don't get it at all. I mean, I have like, so it's not like I'm young, like I'm 27. I'm probably above the average age of someone that like watches video games on Twitch. I suppose so. I don't know. I don't know what that, I don't know what that demo is. I just, that's, I, I bet for sure I'm above the average age. I, I feel like despite the fact, I feel like my, I, I can look at like the numbers on this. There's a lot of younger, the young folks out there that listen to my show, but like my median age, like my average age for the show is like 25 to 45 is where like 80% of the people who listen to and watch my show come from. And I would say that probably skews even higher. Like I'm, I bet you just based on the interactions that I had, maybe those are the more engaged fans. I don't know, but it could also be like the stuff that I cover, but uh, there does seem to be a, there does seem to be a generational gap between you and I, despite the fact that we're not that far apart. I think it's the internet pre-internet post-internet thing where I grew up without the internet and you didn't. Yeah. My brain was poisoned by the internet from a very young age, like probably constant internet access from age 10 ish on. Like I remember getting the internet in like seventh grade, eighth grade, like at the school library, there was like three sites. Like it it wasn't like the real internet, like the real internet, like ICQ and MSN and like messenger came around when I was in like the 11th grade. And then by the time I got to college, like you, I was in college and YouTube still wasn't a thing yet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that is like, definitely, I would say is uh very, very different. And I think that's like a stark divide generation generationally between people. Yeah, for sure. And like, it, it could, it, it doesn't even, it's not even that's like what you are four or five years older than me. No, I'm 34, about to be 35 okay. in like two weeks. So yeah, I'm like, eight so you're years like, older se- than you. Seven, seven and a half, right. let's say. 
Yeah. So, but I mean, like someone who's eight years younger than me, we're probably have like more similar opinions on those sort of things. Like it's because, because of the internet, like the internet is the demarcation line. Sure. It's like my uncle and I, my uncle, my mom's youngest brother, he's eight years older than me. Like we have a lot in common. Yeah. That sounds about right. So does that mean you're not a millennial? I, I'm a millennial. I, I think that's how it works out. Millennials, I think, millennials I, I think I'm being, Gen Z. Millennials love being super triggered when people don't use the word millennial, right? Like real soft millennials. I think I'll, I think I'm Gen Z technically. Does any of this stuff know, actually though. matter? Like, I don't get that. Like who, who, who actually self identifies this way? <laughs> I don't know, some like terrible people, right? Like there's just always like some terrible person somewhere that like, you know, just the 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 minority is is just always making it terrible for other people. It's gotta be, right? I, I don't know. Like I've never met anyone who's like, hi, I'm a millennial or hi, I'm a baby boomer. Like no one fucking says that. Yeah, no one well, no, I uh no, you know what though? I bet I bet some people do call themselves the greatest generation. Yeah, but the greatest generation is dead. There's no one living. Are they? The, yeah. The greatest generation. I mean, not everyone, but like they're 80-something. Well, the greatest generation a lot more, is a, baby a, lot, a, lot, baby. a lot more of them are going to be dead after the coronavirus. Well, I certainly hope not. That's one thing that I really haven't liked at all. Um, how, how people are just like, whatever, let old people die. No, it's not even the let old people die. I don't agree with that either. But it's like, if I don't agree with you politically, like, I hope you get coronavirus and die. Like shit yeah, like that's, that. Like, yeah. Like, like, like who what's cares? wrong with you people? Yeah. I don't want anyone to die over this. It's like it is you know, is a completely different thing, like a callous type of thing. But you know, you know how I don't like Mark Ingram. I have a feud with Mark Ingram. Yes. Yeah. I don't hope Mark Ingram gets hurt. I never wish that. I don't want anyone to get hurt in football. Like that's especially like something like football, although they're being paid millions of dollars. You have such a short shelf life as it is. I would just prefer he be bad and out of the league. I don't want to see him like blow out his knee. Like that that's morbid. It is yeah, I mean like very like you got to be a special type of like shitty person for me to like actively root against you. I mean I do root against some people for sure. See, I don't. I, I just I, Maybe you are just I, uh you're just a, a better you're just a better person than me. No, but I'm like a shitty person, which is the, the really strange thing about it. I just like, I like, I think that some people are like bad and not redeemable. Everyone is basically, not everyone is redeemable. Like 99% of people are redeemable. Like I'm a much better person today than I was 10 years ago. I'm a much better person today than the day before I met my wife. I'm a much better person today than the day before like my son was born. Like kind of thing. Like maybe it's just getting older. Uh, I might, um, I don't like, I don't know. I think 90% seems high or 99% of people being redeemable seems high. Like to say people are unredeemable. That means they're like psychopaths and that's not a high percentage of the population. Or maybe they're just like dumb and useless. Maybe. I mean, people, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's harsh. Maybe that's harsh. Yeah. It just sounds like a real, real, like uh, ivory tower type take Davis. Uh, Yeah. You know what? I gotta, I gotta walk that back. I got to walk that back. I'm going to get some nasty comments. You enjoy a nice elitist view, by the way. That's true. Yeah, that is true. That's very true. It's like, it's not something that I like, like about myself, but it is true. 
it's also a younger person thing too. I mean, it's usually that's reserved. that like you, that I, point I, has I, been made to me before. I yeah. feel like I feel like people like because I was exactly the same way. Like I fucking know everything. Listen to me. Go fuck yourself. And it's funny. Like I'm at the age now where I'm kind of in between. We're like I don't fucking know anything. This is horrible. <laughs> It's it's sort of interesting in the sense of like some things I can be like, well, I don't know anything and I can ask for help. And then other things I'm like, I know everything. I'm literally a genius. You have to understand that. <laughs> like it's it's very and it's very uh, it's like very rarely do things fall in between those two things for me. It's like yeah. it's like either I know everything and I'm the expert or I know nothing. You have to teach me. Well, I think that's even when you think about like political leanings and I, I don't know how all this is going to shake out post how like how the virus ends up you know how long it ends up going because there is a world where like you said you don't want to be like doomsday guy you would prefer to be wrong by all this stuff going on but let's say this all gets wrapped up really quickly people are gonna fucking love trump he's gonna win in like a landslide he might win every state <laughs> i mean i just i think the fact that people are gonna open up their mailbox and get twelve hundred dollar checks socialism wins elections for sure like that well, but is is that all it is? Is it just like a one-time payment of 1200 bucks? Because that's fucking useless. <laughs> yeah, it's useless. It's useless. Uh, and, uh, the un- unemployment benefits got a huge um, boost, right? Like unemployment benefits just got better. As they but should. in terms in terms of like, uh, like rent suspension, mortgage suspension, stuff like that, as far as far as I, as far as I can tell, nothing in the stimulus package directly address that i could be wrong i do not know everything about the stimulus package this is an area where i'm willing to admit i do not have all the answers no and a lot of this like we're dealing up here like just living i mean you say you're what in st louis yeah so i don't know what like rent's like in st louis but rent in downtown toronto is equivalent to the rent in san francisco and manhattan Put it that well, way. my rent, my rent is I, I live in a three story house and I pay nothing. It's 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 a very good deal. I right, put it this way: to rent a three story house in downtown Toronto, you'd be looking at around fifteen thousand dollars a month. I yeah, I'm or not, more. I don't. I I literally I literally like like utilities and stuff is more than that. Like more like, but I my actual rent is less than a thousand dollars. So the average cost of a bachelor apartment in Toronto right now, like a condo, I mean, it would be an apartment, but like a, it's basically like a small condo, I think is around 1900 bucks per month. And like people are scraping by to pay that if they can pay that and they're not taking money off their credit card or whatever on like a good week. Um, yeah. And no one really has a plan for, mortgage deferrals or rent deferrals small business deferrals like and i don't expect them to have an answer today about that like it's something they need to work on but like no one envisioned this scenario happening where everyone would not be working and not getting paid they've done i think a pretty good job they've i think they've said it's 600 bucks a week for four months up here for everyone that's at least like v1 of what's happening uh, anyone that qualifies or anyone that's been laid off or anyone that wasn't laid off or, you know, does qualify for it. Like a- anyone who's not currently being paid is going to get their 600 bucks a week. And they're hoping that's good enough to go through. And I believe it is non-taxable. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing. But it is say- non-taxable in the United States too, as well. Okay. But, but to say like, Hey, you don't need to pay rent this month. Well, the guy who's paying the mortgage or the guy that owns it, he has to pay his fucking mortgage. What's he supposed to do? Like, there needs to be I don't even know how you get around it to tell you the truth. I don't I don't either. Right? Like this and so 
this is to me, I think the most frustrating thing about American politics is we, we get to this situation and we go, everything's broken. We got to fix it. We got to bail people out. We got to help people. We got to send checks. We got to bail out the banks. We got to bail out the airlines, so on and so forth. And then eventually we will get through this. Now, how many people are going to die? How many people are going to be unemployed? What's the, I don't know, but eventually we're going to get through this. And then when we do get through it, uh, no one is going to look at the root causes of why things were in such a disarray to begin with. And that's frustrating to, to just like already know that that's true. True. But at the same time where this is a pandemic, this is a crisis, like people need to act. I think I talked about this with Cust on a show, like at the end of a show, after we wrapped up our usual nonsense, I think we were talking about Tiger King. Then we had like a bit of a serious chat. Like this isn't a time to no spoilers, bro. I, I have one episode left. Uh, the, the the last two episodes suck anyway. Like the the whole fun of the show is like all the crazy new stuff that's happening, not the wrap up of everything that happens. But you you can go listen to my uh, my take my my Tiger King podcast that I did with guys. It was a fun one. But there was a thing initially where it's like, oh well, we need to work out a system to make sure that people aren't taking advantage of the system. Like now is not the time for that. If ten people fucking get money who don't deserve, or ten percent of people get money that don't deserve to get it, fuck it. It's better off. This was this was Bernie Sanders gave this Bernie Sanders gave this whole speech on the floor of so, the of Congress. I actually have that written down. So I actually saw that video and he was doing his like classic Bernie, the billionaires, they can pay. But I don't like Bernie. Like I don't like his politics all that much, but I completely agree with him. Like the, now is not the time you're spending three trillion dollars. Like someone's getting you know, someone's greasing the right wheels here. Uh, as long as people get the money that they need. I don't care if they get a bit more than they're supposed to. People just need to get the money. Well, I mean, certainly I don't care when you're talking about the fact that the uh, that airlines are getting bailed out and they're like, uh, we're going to get bailed out, but then you're not allowed to tell us what to do with the money. And they laid off people anyways. Like, certainly, certainly don't care if someone gets extra money. No, but like, and I don't know who is the person who cares. It just and that's the whole oh thing. Like, oh I, I, buddy I buddy no, that person a, exists. I'm I'm sure they do, but I don't think that is like a common thing across people. I'd say the vast majority of people, whether you're left, whether you're right, it doesn't matter. People are pro getting money into the hands of people right now. Um, man, I don't know. I think that there are a lot of people that do not feel that way. I, I would be surprised about that in a time like this. So maybe this is maybe this is a, a fundamental difference between you and I is that you think people are fundamentally better than I do. I do. Yeah, I, I think that there's not a lot that separates people in general. And I think that you've been desensitized to that because you spend all the time on the internet. That's probably true. Like I know a lot I mean, of, and not I, even I, not I, even I, probably true. That is true. I have a lot of conservative friends and I have a lot of very liberal friends and those people are friends with each other. They can disagree about who they vote for in their like fundamental politics and still be decent people. Yeah. I don't think that being politically conservative makes you bad. No, but I don't think that that makes you a bad person. When you're talking about the people that wouldn't be for this, those are the people that you're talking about. Yeah. But like, that's not to say that all conservative people feel that way. Just some conservative people. I'm listen, I'm sure I'm sure that there was stuff from both sides in the extremes that were, don't give a fucking penny. And then there was people on the other side being like, well, you haven't given enough. I'm not even going to sign this bill in. Like, both those are crazy things. Oh, no, that's true. For sure that that, that is true. 
in times like this, that does nothing. And I think, I mean, we've seen this throughout the course of history. Anytime that there is something huge like this, it is a time to work together. I, I'm sh- like I mentioned this last week. I'm still shocked in Canada, like all of the different political parties working together on this. They've come to realize that this is more important, and like they've basically taken politics out of it, which is the weirdest thing. Yeah, how we have not done that in the USA. But I feel like personally, with people, it's closer to meeting in the middle and let's help people. People need to be helped. Let's help them. I think that's a fundamental thing that most people do believe. Uh, what are we? What are we defining as most? More than eighty percent? More than seventy yeah, percent? Sure, more eighty percent. Let's say for me, I would. Say I don't pro- think I'd. Quib- I, 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 would I wouldn't quibble too much with eighty. I'd say it's probably more. Well, that's a vast majority of people. That is a vast majority of people. I don't know. But the so the thing that is stuck in my mind right now is the people who get mad when the when when they have paid their student loans off and they get mad about other people potentially getting theirs forgiven. Like that to me, that's the worst type of person that there could be. Oh, you see, I kind of fall into that camp too. Um, that's so shitty, Pat. Like, why does it matter? Because I had to pay there's a there's a part of responsibility that you borrowed money that I mean it's different again. This is different here than it is in the states because you guys go into like eight hundred thousand dollar debt to go to college, which is just insane. But I think that you should. They should. In, part of the reason that people get buried in student loan debt is because the interest becomes so high because you don't pay it off right away. I think that they should yeah. forgive all of the interest, make interest. them in, interest free loans. But you still you borrowed the money. You got to pay it back. Like if I, you know, if I'm not doing well and the mortgage, like if I lose my job, I mean, I don't go to the bank and be like, listen. I can't pay for my mortgage. They're just going to take my house. Like there's when I pay back my student loans, like it, there is an aspect of responsibility to that. It teaches you how to budget. It teaches you how to pay. Now getting buried in them is not something people should have to do either, but a lot of that is interest related. So if you want to make the argument that you borrowed it, you got to pay it back. I mean, I like fun, like maybe at the most core level, I disagree with it. But then when you look at, all of the socioeconomic stuff that goes on in the United States, I really disagree with you. But like, don't don't make the argument that someone else has to pay it back just because you paid it back. Just just make the argument that they have to pay it back because they borrowed the money. Which, by the way, is literally the only time I've ever noticed that you sound Canadian. That's the only like ever. That's the only Canadian word you've ever said. W- which word was it? Borrowed. Borrowed. Yeah, I've never I've never noticed you say a word a Canadian way ever until right then well that's because we don't talk a lot about bars or cars or anything like that then the the the, the hard ar it really comes out ours in general just because i'm from the east coast of canada that comes out yeah and you like have you have you ever said a that no that's but that is a like that's a very dialect type thing like yeah um i know a lot of people that say a my my parents say a um but like my parent, like my mom's from Newfoundland, but she yeah. doesn't have a Newfoundland accent. Like I have friends from Newfoundland, and they don't have the heavy Newfoundland accent. Like a heavy Newfoundland accent, you can't really understand. But it's just if you speak grammatically correct, you don't have a Newfoundland accent. <laughs> like well, you, you lose the accent if you just speak normally. <laughs> that's I yeah. I guess that I guess that makes sense. Is that so? That's why you have a different accent than your parents. Yeah, actually, I huh. sound I sound a lot like my dad. Like voice wise, I could yeah. Uh, my voice doesn't sound like either of my parents actually. Well, that's because you sound like you're always asking a question. 
That's true. I think I think I actually sound like that less on this show, though. Maybe not. I don't know. Like on your show in general or just you and I speaking together? When you and I, because it's less of my my radio podcast voice and more of just me ch- talking, which like in real life, no, like I don't sound like that. No, I sound more like myself in real life on the on like this version of the show than I do when I'm on the show. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like when I'm like interviewing, I think that that like upward inflection gets worse when I'm talking to someone that, that like, I don't know. So it's like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm pressing and I'm trying to make it obvious when my sentence is going to end. Yeah. You, you have to lead in because the worst thing that you ever want, and it's actually not the end of the world, but just psychologically to get over it especially if you're speaking with people that you don't really know all that well or you're not used to their mannerisms or you're not used to their cadence that you're trying to lead them into a question you always feel like dead air is the absolute worst thing in the world it's sort of the Jim Rome thing I tried to do it a little bit there but I couldn't even pause long enough because I'm so afraid of dead air but you should really try to embrace dead air because in day-to-day life there is dead air and what you one second of dead air sounds to you like when you're speaking like like six minutes like i like that was like crazy yeah it sounds like no one has ever spoken before like uh, we we've been on we went to like a buddhist monastery and we took a vow of silence for three days like that's what one second of dead air sounds like and the more you listen to other things you know that's just not the case that's just how it seems to you yeah, that's for sure true. Although, I mean, when I'm listening to a podcast and there is like a second of it, like I, I definitely do notice it, but maybe that's, you know, because I'm I'm listening for it specifically. I think you do notice it, but as long as it's not long enough to be like, I, I sometimes I think my headphones get disconnected. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? And I look at it, it's like, oh no, it's still going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, anything else you want to talk about? It was nice to catch up. Nice to catch up. Looking forward to keeping this going talking to you next week hope you're hope you're good i yeah i i had to i had to take my temperature today i was like man i'm not feeling well i feel a little hot i got the i got the rona 98.6 i'm fine that's why i feel like we're we're starting to come out of this a little bit i don't i don't think the worst is over by any means but the acceptance of it and i always thought that when people started making jokes about this and it didn't seem super awkward anymore would be a very good sign now that everyone's calling it the rona and no one's like disgusted by that. I feel like that's optimistic thinking. I just, I, I deal with, I'd use humor to, to about things that make me uncomfortable. So that's why I said that. Sure. But it's not just you. I've seen say that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's like a meme now. Yeah. But the fact that it is a meme in a weird way, I think is a good thing. Man. I don't know. I think that, I think that uh, the, the kids these days, I think that they would, I think that they would, would joke about like the black death you think so yes i thought, I thought young yeah. people were supposed to be more empathetic than any other generation mm, maybe in real life not online no people are people are bad online yeah people are really bad that's the one thing i have done i've become less online throughout this entire thing although it seems like a time i should be more online trying to get news and data and everything i just feel like that was breaking my brain uh, it is breaking my brain and I'm more online because as like, I'm actually more busy now than I was before sports ended. Cause I, I have more content responsibilities and more people are watching and listening to my stuff. So I feel, uh, more obligated to make it good. Sure. But I mean, I- I'm doing more recording too, but if I'm recording, that means I'm not online. I'm recording. Oh, I can be online and record. I cannot. I mean, in front of the camera. 
Yeah, I mean, right now we're hanging out. I have an online poker game up and Twitter. <laughs> How you doing? I mean, I just like I play so tight. It doesn't matter. Like I, I've probably folded thirty hands in a row. Not oh, that many, but. Did you play in that grinders tournament? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was it? I, uh, I, uh, it was. I mean, like it was kind of one of those things where. I got so many bad hands in a row that I actually was just kind of curious how many bad hands in a row I could get. I I, I was in it for an hour and a half and I, I think I played four hands. It, it was fun. I think it was, I think it was a really cool idea. Um, I definitely would do it again. Like I, I think that's awesome to have as everyone is, is reaching out for some social contact. I, I thought it was really fun to have everyone on my timeline kind of talking about and thinking about the same thing. So really cool. And, would be nice to get some better hands next time. Yeah, and it is you can open up to the public too. So if people follow all these people, like it's not just an insular thing where I'm playing with you or you know you're playing with you know Dan or anything like that. It's it, it's open to everyone, right? Like I I missed out on it. I wasn't even really paying attention. Someone tweeted me like, "Hey, you should jump in on this." I was like, I was like ten minutes into a lift. I was like, I got like forty minutes to go here. I think I'm gonna take my exercise more seriously than poker, but I want to get in next time. Yeah. Yeah, do you like poker? I played poker for years in college, and then I just yeah. Stopped. I, but I'm so bad at online poker. Like I always played live games. Is it is it uh, legal in, online in 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 Canada? Um, Canada. Yeah, it never stopped being legal. Oh man, <sighs> I know a lot of people that moved to Canada after Black. Moved Friday. to yeah. Okay, no, we've talked about this before. We've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah, I, I, did, uh, I did have one more note written down. Something that well, I have, yeah. something that I haven't liked. There's a there's a lot of people in the business right now of hindsight analysis. Like okay. real re, real heroes. Oh, are, like we should have done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should have done X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I, I don't think that's helping. And, and like, certainly, well, like, certainly, you, it is not helping. What, what you are, are you, right what, that it's not helping. Like, what, what are you trying to accomplish here? Like, I, I saw someone the other day being like. They should have put anyone who turned returned from abroad into hotels and segregated them in January. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yes, they probably should have, but no, that was not on anyone's radar. <laughs> uh, I mean, so when's the first time you heard about the coronavirus? Uh, when my buddy in China came back from China, uh, and he like, and he came back. Uh, flew out, quarantined himself immediately, and went and got tested. Like they had got the fuck out of China because it hadn't hit their city yet. But just he's just like everything is like going on here. We need to get out. So they got out. He got tested. He didn't have it. Hey, but he still spent like the fourteen days in quarantine. Then got himself tested. So he came back negative. So he was fine to kind of go back out into the world. But he was the first person I knew, like kind of about like real life about this. Uh, and he seemed like genuinely terrified about it. And he kept telling us like, it's going to get bad here. And then everyone was like, yeah, sure. Man. <laughs> so, so when was this? I think he came home at the end of January. So that's the end of January is when I ordered my supplies. I ordered, you know, toilet paper, duct tape, trash bags, protein powder, bottled water, extra, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, at the end of January. So, but did you, I mean, if, but did you think that society should be quarantined at that point? Uh, no, probably not. I mean, I could like, I could be like, yeah, I did, but like, no, I didn't really. I, I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't have the answers. Were, were you quarantining yourself at the end of January? 
Were you not going anywhere? You're still going to the gym and shit like that. Yeah, that's that's true. I was going so, but I did start like um, like obviously taking like washing my hands, sanitizing all that stuff way more seriously, and um, I started like a really intense like vitamin regimen because that's one thing the CDC says is like taking like zinc, vitamin D, and a multivitamin every day is like very good for your immune system. Okay, well, that's good to know. I did not know that, but. The, the whole point I was trying to make is like you were taking it. You were probably taking it. You were in the the 1%, 1%. of taking yeah. it that seriously. Oh, people were, people were laughing at me, making fun of me for sure. When that was ha- like, when the, when all the supplies showed up, like, yeah, like people were definitely teasing me. But even so, if you were in the 1% of people taking it seriously at the time, it's not like you were even doing what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. So to call out, hey, we should have been doing this then. Yeah, you're right, but you didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, but then. who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it, it's a non it's a non-starter. <laughs> so so well, so if the US federal government, right, if 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 Donnie T would have been like, We're doing it, we're quarantining right now, I certainly would not have been one of the people on the internet being like, it's just the, the flu, it's a hoax. I would have been like, all right, that's what we're doing. Well, Let's this, do it. This is a really interesting situation because what if Trump had said that in the middle of February before it got, like when everyone, and they, even that, you know, that's too late. They reacted too late. Well, everyone reacted at the same fucking time, live in the real world. But let's say he had said that in February. Everyone right now needs to self-isolate. He talked about social distancing. He was the one who brought this out. The left would have called it a fucking hoax. Just because Trump said it. And that's where you guys are all fucked up. I mean, I would not have because I... You say that, but I mean, you said you've come off of like the Trump derangement thing, but there are some people who will just disagree to disagree. If he said it, it can't be true. And I mean, he says a lot of untrue things. Sure. Well, remember he, he there were there were like two days in there where he was doing the right things, and I I said I I wouldn't say it on Twitter, obviously, but I I said that like privately that I that I was like this is actually for like two or three days he was doing the right things. Sure, and, and that, that I mean that's good news that you're following facts and logic rather than if this guy said it, it has to be wrong, and I hate it. Like that seems also counterproductive. It's like when draft cheat says something that's accurate, like I hate it, but every once in a while he's right about something. I mean, when he's being serious, he's right a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, Doesn't happen very often. Yeah, well, he's not being serious all that much, but he has some sharp takes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. All right, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, how how long was that? Like two hours? I don't fucking know anymore. I'm, it was I'm, a long show. I'm out of my mind. I hope Hope dinner's ready for me downstairs. I, I think. Oh, oh, I think my wife made pork chops tonight. We've been getting. Uh, we we doubled up on our order of like Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. Yeah. Getting the. Uh... Oh, Tam Pilzerian is talking about quitting smoking right now. That's that's what he's tweeting about. See, he knows. I mean, do I need to take my? I mean, now, like, I if I don't like Dan Bilzerian, if he's saying to, to quit smoking, I better start smoking more. No, Dan Bilzerian does suck, but he's right. I, I actually don't know anything about him. I just know he has he has babes on Instagram. He's just like a trust fund kid. Cool. Wish I was a trust fund kid. It sounds great. Ima- I mean, imagine how great that is. Yeah, I mean, everyone rags on all these like one percenters and the guys that come from money. I mean, I, I just wish it was me. It sounds great. Like it legitimately sounds great and easy. 
It, I mean, it does. I hate them, but yeah, their life has been very easy and I would trade places with them. I don't hate them. It's not, I mean, you, people talk about being born into whatever. I mean, they, they can't, just like people can't, if people can't choose that they were born in like the worst possible situation in a like other country, I mean, they can't choose that they were born into a good situation. Everyone was just born into a situation. Now, if they're dickheads afterwards, then you know you can hate them personally for that reason. Just because they were born rich, I mean, that seems like a weird reason to hate someone. Mm, yeah, but I can hate people for whatever I want because I live in the United States. Pat's a great country, and there's the good wraparound on the entire thing. <laughs> I do what I want. I do what I want. <sighs> that was a long podcast. I like it. I just like talking. Yeah, I like it too. I like. Talking. Yeah, I like talking too. All right, man. I'm starving. I gotta go eat. All right. Thanks everyone All for right. listening. <laughs> oh, we're still recording. Everyone, thanks for listening. If you're listening to this on the Take Cast, please give uh, a rating or review. If you're listening to it on Pat's show, please come listen to my show. It's very helpful, and I'll I'll I won't hate you, and I'll say that humanity's redeemable for you. Yeah, and you can call uh, as long as you leave a five star review on the Take Cast. You can call Davis a cuck on Twitter all you want. Literally, you can call me whatever I want. I'll probably just mute you like I have everyone else muted. It's it's so funny how many respond like replies I get to my tweets that I'll never be able to read. Yeah, well, people yell into the void. I mean that that's I don't get why people block people when you can mute them. It get the block gives them power. I agree. Yeah. So you just just mute people and they never even know. It's very funny. All right. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks. Thanks everyone for listening out there. Thanks. Thank you, Davis. Thanks, Pat. Talk to you soon. See ya. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.